Hey guys, Adam here from My Neighbors Are Dead, and I'm sitting with our producer, Nate DeFort. Hey everybody. So you may already know that we have a Patreon page, but what you may not know is by donating a small amount, you can get all kinds of swag, behind the scenes footage, and way more from checking us out. We really love doing this show and your support means the world to us and it makes it uh, so much easier for us to do that. We have a bunch of cool stuff like Nate said that we want to get to you. You can check us out at patreon.com forward slash my neighbors are dead. Or for more information, go to my neighbors are dead.com. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, and the sisters. But who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror. The ones who didn't get to tell their tale. Now, nobody likes to be left out of a goings-on. Especially when that event threatens to rip apart your very reality. This week, I sat down with a local Maine resident who, as it turns out, was lucky he missed the party. I begin the show by asking if you found the place okay, but we're not in Chicago right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I had to use GPS and it, 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 it tried to, I don't trust machines anymore. A lot of people use GPS to find yeah. these places. Yeah. Yeah. It just had me going all over the place, but uh, yeah, I just kind of sort of use my intuition. Well, I appreciate you coming here. I'm talking to uh, Andy Redding. Andy Redding. Yeah. From Bridgeton, Maine, right? That's, that's correct. Well, not originally. I mean, we lived, my family lived there for a while. We, we okay. kind of moved all over the place. Uh, but Bridgeton was a place that we lived for, for a long period of time. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we started off actually in Colorado for a bit and then we moved to Bridgeton after my dad kind of had a, he, he kind of got fired from this job over, you know, um, he's part of a cleanup crew over there and just had enough. And anyways, we relocated, we relocated to to Maine because apparently nothing happens in Maine. So (laughs) here we are. Um, yeah, I love Colorado. Colorado's a great, great state. Uh, what kind of cleanup crew did you, what kind of Cleaning up, did your dad do? Well, you know, he was part of a custodial staff that um, that worked for all these these big hotel chains. Okay. And, um, you know, some of the work, um, I remember I was really young at the time, so I was maybe about, oh, maybe one or two years old. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I think one of them was this, this big hotel. Um, it was shut down. I mean, there's so much snow in Colorado, they would shut down the hotels. Of in course. The time. And so my dad was, he was kind of leading this crew that would come in after the winter to just sort of make sure all the maintenance was done so they could reopen it again for the summer season. And, uh, you know, he did that for about three years, but, you know, every year, um, you know, my mom would say it it was like the worst. He would come back and it would be like a dark cloud over his head. And he complained about the people that they hired to take care of these places because, you know, I don't know if they're partying too hard or whatever, but the damage to these places were incredible. Like uh, this one time I remember my dad coming back and he was covered from head to toe in well, I thought it was blood, but my mom said it wasn't. But she said apparently the entire floor was just wrecked. Sure. Yeah. You know, and they wrecked a snow cat and they did something awful in this this maze thing that I used to play. My dad wouldn't let me go in the maze afterwards. And I don't know why. And it was very upsetting. But he, he finally had enough and we had to move. So away. he's sick of it and you guys just pack up and you go to Maine. That's Bridget in Maine, right? Yeah. Yeah. So nice how do you town. find how do you find that as a kid? I mean, was it exciting? Did you make new friends or Well, you know, it, it was okay. There were a lot of army brats around because they had the big military base just outside. And those kids oh, right. you know, they they can they can be a little bit, you know. You know, my dad's in the army, you know, we're doing Project Arrowhead and it's all hush hush, you know, um, and for the most part, you know, it's, it's just, it's growing up in a small town mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, it's, it's, it, you get to know everybody, you know, there's Jim and Myron who run the garage, who've been there forever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, just these staples, like the food house where I ended up working for a little bit and King's pharmacy. I, I yeah. I want to talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's like any other town. Really. It's nice small town living. You get to meet people, you know, and you stay kind of close to those people growing up. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you mentioned it, so I guess let's talk about it. Let's talk about food town. Right. Yeah, yeah, food yeah. house or food house. I'm yeah, sorry, food town. Yeah. There's, a, there's a food town in my hometown. Okay, okay. You know yeah. what? It's 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 really there's there's all these little places that sort of pop up and they sound kind of yeah. The same. I think they're owned by the same company. I think for licensing, they got to use different names or whatever. Sure. Uh, where I work, yeah, food house. I was a uh, part time there. I was a uh, part time bag boy slash. Um, uh, junior cashier who's over there. Uh, Bud Brown was a manager back at the time. Um, he was a he was a bit of a stickler for details. I don't think he really liked me a lot. Uh, he certainly didn't trust me. You know, he's always like telling you know counting my cash and and making sure that all the money was there. I yeah, mean, you lose fifty, sixty dollars three or four times, and then suddenly you're marked, right? So, you know, I'm just trying my best. He's always wanting me to upsell, 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 upsell. You know, come on, Andy, upsell. Thinking, you know, we're we're in a supermarket. I, everybody's read the National Enquirer where they're standing in line. They, they don't want gum. They don't. I don't. I don't know what he wants from me. Uh, but Ollie Ollie Weeks, who is my uh, the assistant uh, store manager, great guy, great guy. So much fun. Uh, sometimes after work, we we'd complain about uh, Bud, and we'd have a few few drinks. Okay, you know, and uh, he <laughs> we used to shoot. He had this gun, and he said it was because he was a target. You know, he's for target practice and he was actually really good at it okay and it was he was really good except for when he was drunk and then he could not hit the side of a barn it was hilarious it seems hard to shoot a gun when you're drunk oh yeah yeah especially if you're waving it around uh, yeah but he had incredible focus too and that's what i like about all he was like he kept it real he didn't care how i did my job as long as i was polite and it was done Right. And, you know, that that's an awesome boss. You know, that's an awesome boss. Just real quick, you mentioned it. I want to go back, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Okay. But were you stealing from the grocery store? Well, mistakes were made. I mean, technically, you know, um, Food House had, you know, I, I saw the markups on some of their items, you know? And when, you, when you're charging that much money for dog food, like, come on. Yeah. You, know, you got to spread the wealth a little bit because, you know... But it was a bit of an asshole. I just, you know, didn't think it was a problem. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I used to work at a video store and I would steal Cokes all the time. So I, I exactly. totally get what you're saying. They were charging like three, four bucks for a 20 ounce Coke. And yeah, I, yeah. And you can get it for pennies, pennies. Absolutely. Else, right? It's not so, nearly that expensive to no. get. So you had this job at, at, at the grocery store yeah. at, at this Mart. And so it, things seem to be going well. You got a buddy who likes to get drunk and yeah. shoot guns. Yeah. You got a, you know, a boss who's kind of a pain in the ass, yeah. but he's all right. And I had a crush on, uh, this this gal that was there, she just sort of lit up my days. Um, we we'd been working together for about uh, two or three years. Okay, and uh, yeah, she just 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 a lovely personality, just absolutely gorgeous. You know, she had uh, curly brown hair, uh-huh. beautiful blue eyes, and um, we you know she she was really friendly. We'd always joke around, and she'd call me her best bud, and and. Uh, yeah, like I, it, it was fun, you know, cause when I wasn't getting in trouble from Old Man Brown. <laughs> right. Um, but did you uh, guys ever go out? You ever talk to her? Or? Well, yeah. I mean, night of the big storm. Wow, what a night! Um, I had actually kind of gotten the courage to ask her out. Okay. And I had everything all planned up, you know. We, you know, I made that special stop at King's Pharmacy. For right. Little uh, after party things. Uh, That's know, a big just, deal for somebody. Well, like yeah. This first date, you're going to go out with somebody. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had everything sort of 
all planned up. We were going to go to the local restaurant, the chain restaurant too, right? Those are the best. And, uh, you know, it saved up my shekels and uh, we went out and we we're having a great time. And um, about, I don't know, maybe an hour in, I suddenly started realizing she's talking about Wayne an awful lot. Wayne this, Wayne that. Wayne, Wayne yeah. Jessup was a, this guy um, she had a crush on apparently oh, man. Uh, all through high school. He was, yeah. uh, he was in the military. Private Jessup. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I guess I, I kind of stopped. I said, well, why why, why you keep talking about Wayne? Like, you're here with me. On your date, right? Yeah. And she, she kind of stops at date. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought oh, we were just no. friends going. Yeah, she thought, she thought I, that, that was, that was really, uh, that was embarrassing. That was really embarrassing. That's tough, yeah. Andy. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. You know, it's just, it, it, that's life. That's what happens. And you kind of suck it up and you kind of go, great. Wayne Jessup, who thinks he's all that in a bag of potato chips because his uncle used to be the colonel at some base in Cuba. You I know, mean, I did some research. Yeah. And this guy, he actually got fired and arrested for killing a guy on the base. Yeah. So go figure that. But whatever the heart wants, what the heart wants, right? Yeah. But here you're sitting, somebody who's not related to anybody or yourself been arrested for killing anybody yeah. and you're out with this girl and you know it's exciting and she's talking about this other guy yeah so, so what do you do how do you recover from that because i was on a date one time and a girl was getting texts from another guy and i, I saw <sighs> they were talking about meeting up after our date and that was that was devastating yeah well i manned up and i i, I said okay so you're i guess we're not on a date then and uh, we're just friends and i sat and i listened to her oh you oh, the entire come on. time i was i was the bigger man and i i you know, I, I made sure she got home. The storm was just starting too, and I remember this. And um, I remember going back after I dropped her off, going right back to the bar, and I just started slamming back Jägermeisters. Ooh, that's just, that'll do it. Just going, just like another boom, another yeah. boom, another boom. And I don't know what happened. Um, you know, the storm was raging at this point, and I was stumbling around as the wind was blowing, and I I kind of got turned around and I ended up at. Uh, Mrs. Carmody's house. Oh no! Yeah, like she loves was, the Lord. She does. She does. And she was like, she was on on the porch, and she was like, arms out, saying, "The power of God, the power of God, come witness, yes." And she yeah. was just like, she she had she had a fervor, like she had a a glow to her. You know what I mean? Like Almost was, like she, she was excited. Is oh that yeah, like, yeah. She, she was she was turned on. She was, <laughs> oh, really? I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Okay. Uh, she was. I, I don't know how it happened, but somehow I ended up inside and old lady Carmody was, uh, my first sort of real, uh, uh, experience with an older woman. She was, um, for somebody who was very, very religious, she was very knowledgeable about human anatomy. Um, we did things that were, I, I still can't believe it. You know, yeah. um, it, it was one of these, like you, you ever, you ever role play before? I mean, uh, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've like I've seen videos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so like, but she had me. I had this this Roman centurion outfit on, <laughs> and she she kept wanting me to <laughs> to you know to just make her clean, make her clean, and and just like absolve her of her of her you know of her dirtiness and her nastiness. And uh, so this is like a biblical role. Yeah, play no, then. this was this was it was incredible. Um, and then you know I just remember just um swirling into this 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 haze of, of blackness and uh, uh, a big smile. And um, yeah, that was the, that was a storm of 2007 for me. So you, you go know? from this date yeah. where the girl you like starts talking about somebody else and you wind up like a Caligula party with, yeah. with 
this woman. I know. Like it's the religious ones. You have yeah. to watch out for them, right? Like they are. She is. She had some sort of repressive thing going on. But man, when she when she let it go, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> it's got to be all that pent up, like it, oh, you know. I saw the light. So there was a storm of ruin. There, oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Someone got wrecked, and that was me. So you, okay, so you. <laughs> this is a great night. Yeah. So you probably had the best night out of anybody oh. in the town. Yeah, I mean, uh, apparently, like from my, I read the newspaper accounts, it was like the biggest storm in the history of Maine. Right. It knocked out power in uh, over at uh, in Bangor. Uh, Castle Rock was down for a while. Um, you know, Derry was almost like blown right off the map. Uh huh. And uh, but I was like, I remember I woke up that morning. It was a beautiful morning, and uh, I, I kind of was getting my bearings. I couldn't believe it. And there, there was Mrs. Carmody, uh, wearing nothing. But oh, she's back uh, home now. No, I'm at her place still. Oh, you're you're at her place. I, I oh, okay. At, we were at her place. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And um, yeah, she's she's trying to cook something for me. She's saying, you know, dear, you stay down. I just need to run to the food house <laughs> and get some milk and eggs so I can make you some pancakes. Get out of yeah, here! Yeah, it was like Pancake Wednesday or something. It was just insane. So um, I'm thinking I'm in no shape to go to work. And uh, I got a call in and Bud's already mad at me because I'm late for my shift already, I know. Well, right. I mean, and you don't know what's going to happen when she gets back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of figure, okay, so I call and I'm thinking, I, I can't get to work today. And Bud won't give me the day off because apparently half the staff hasn't shown up. <laughs> so I can't go in. I, like, I can't not go in unless I get somebody to cover for me. So I call up, uh, <laughs> I call up Norm. Norm's, he's a kid. He was a kid on the staff. He was a bit of a douchebag, you know, just Norm who thought he was like, you know, 10 sizes bigger than he actually right. was. Norm who had a big chip on his shoulder. And I got Norm to actually yeah, take... home life. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he's just... Or sometimes an asshole's just an asshole. You're right. right? Sometimes yeah. an asshole's just an yeah. asshole. Yeah. And uh, Norm didn't mean to be an asshole, but he kind of was. Yeah. Uh, but he was a good kid. So he took my shift and I said, hey, you know what? At first, he wasn't gonna, but I said, the next time I work at King's Pharmacy, I'll see if I can palm a few Percocets for you and slide them your way, because I'm yeah. not a complete idiot. And so he jumped well, out. you're a good friend, too. I am. I am. I provide. Yeah. I get, there's a need, right? Yeah. So I gave it to him, and he took my shift and uh, fell asleep. Um, I just sort of passed out, and then the next thing I knew, a bunch of army guys kicked in the door, dragged me out, threw me in the back of a truck, and uh, they were evacuating Bridgeton. So you're you're calm and relaxed from the loving. Oh yeah. You got pancakes coming, and the next thing you know, you're being tossed in a truck. Yeah. What are your thoughts when you go outside and you see, I guess, what are you other creatures from another dimension, monsters running havoc? It's all this mist. You can't see a damn thing. Well, you know, there wasn't very much mist when I woke up. Um, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> and I feel kind of embarrassed because apparently I missed the party. Everybody saw these. Fantastic things, and uh, part of me thinks it's one big joke, right? Because I was like, "Wow, I was the only guy in town who didn't see these, you know, sixty foot tall monsters with like birds flying around them, or right. these tentacle creatures, or these spiders from another dimension." And uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I slept through it. Like, I mean, there were a bunch of army guys burning things in trees with the flamethrowers. You can get that anywhere, and uh, yeah, and there were cars that were flipped over, and yeah, I guess there were blood spots uh, all over the place. But I mean. Really, we didn't have a chance. No, everyone was all freaked out. And right. This, this woman, she had her two kids and, you know, she had an eight-year-old and, and uh, she, you know, she kept saying, you know, um, this is what happens. This is karma. This is what happens when you don't show a lady home. I didn't know what she meant by that, but like she, she kept going on about that. And uh, one of the last images I remember was we're, we're driving down the interstate and there's a guy in town. He's kind of a, 
a hotshot artist. He, he used to do the posters. Oh, yeah. For, for the movies and whatnot. Yeah. Mr. Drayton. Oh, yeah, David. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was upset. Sure. Yeah, I don't know what he was upset. He was really, really upset. Now, I think it's because the Army guys wouldn't let him take his Land Rover uh, with us. Uh-huh. Um, but he was just, yeah, he was, he was upset. So. Do you, you don't know what happened, do you? To uh, David Drayton. I, 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 no. Okay. Well, actually, I've heard stories. Sure. We all hear stories. Sure. Um, you know, the military kind of made us sign these, 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 these legal papers, the N- NADs and. Oh, like, non-disclosure DNAs. agreements. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I guess technically I shouldn't be talking about this. But um, yeah, the we're in Canada, Canada, right? Yeah, we're in Canada. Like, the military's not going to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so here I, yeah. So from what I heard, he kind of snapped. Yeah. Um, and he shot, she, he shot old lady Carmody in the store, or, or, or they say Ollie did, or he did, or whatever. Somehow there was a gun involved. Sure, yeah. I kind of think it was maybe Ollie because maybe he'd had a little bit too much to drink. We'd been shooting before. Yeah, and he's waving it around, yeah. He doesn't like Mrs. Carmody either, right? And I, I was kind of relieved, actually, because, I mean, I didn't want to have to explain to Ollie how I ended up in her bed, right? Right. So that kind of, I know it's a little bit selfish sounding me, but that was a particular bullet that I dodged. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we, so what I heard was, yeah, she, they shot her yeah. and they all, a bunch of them piled in, into his car that he loved so much, I guess. And it was a nice car. Yeah. It's yeah. an old Land Rover. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's nice. like, a, like one of those searchlight thingies if you're into that. Yeah. On the side. But, uh, then he went kind of nuts and unloaded on everybody in the car. So including his son. Yeah. Which is, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's that's the story I hear. Well, that's not a good rumor to have, I no, guess, about no, you. No, but no. having Mrs. Carmody dead, you said you dodged a bullet. Were yeah. you did you think maybe you would have kept seeing her or or well, you, you kind of relieved that she was shot and killed? I, I it, it is one of these things where, you know, with a lot of time perspective, um, you know, it, it's wherever the wind blows me, certain days I kinda miss that really sort of iron fisted like take control woman who basically was like biblically epic clean me yeah resolve resolve me my sins you know resolve me uh and there's nothing like that cleansing to make you feel like a million bucks and then there's that other side of it where it's sort of like you know it's kind of like sleeping with mrs carmody is kind of like riding a moped they're both really fun until somebody sees you doing it i like that yeah uh, that's good i like yeah Yeah. so i you know I, i just didn't want that so there, there are times, yeah. Do you ever think about the girl you were on the date with before Mrs. Carmody? Sally? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard she didn't make it out, unfortunately. Yeah, she's dead too. Yeah. But uh, if it's any consolation, so is, uh, so is Wayne Jessup. So <laughs> they're both kind of I mean, together. when God closes a door, he opens a window, right? There you go. Right? I mean, so that's, you know. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. That's right. There you go. No better way to, to, to get rid of somebody who's taking your girl than, than so. straight murder. <laughs> Well, I guess that's one way of looking at it. I don't know I'm if not you got you murdered kill him, but yeah. No, I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, Mrs. Carmody is kind of nuts, yeah, but yeah. hey, maybe you got a point. Maybe God did take care of Wayne for me. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe he did. Maybe it's not so bad. Uh, what's How was your dad? Did your dad have to do any of this cleanup on here? I know your dad kind of uh, in a custodial position with this Yeah, afterwards. well, here's the thing, because we moved to Maine, and he kind of... He got this government, fat government contract to work for the military to clean up. yeah. Um, and after we got back, his group was charged with cleaning up the military base too. Oh God. And he was really upset after that. Like, 
this i you know my dad should really really think about a different line of work because i think the vein in his head keeps getting bigger and bigger every time um and uh yeah what's your dad up to now he's he's uh he's semi-retired yeah um you know he he uh relocated actually up to dairy um and uh he's thinking about starting uh, a nice cleanup service there because apparently they have a lot of floods in the sewers so he's going to be working with a group to just try to figure out and clean up the sewers because i think the, it, there's a bit of a uh an issue with blockage down there yeah. so he's gonna get back on the horse and clean up the sewers in dairy well i wish your dad the best yeah, of luck andy i think he's going to be really successful up in dairy thanks um thank you so much for coming by and telling your story i mean this is the most romantic episode i think we've ever yeah. done yeah so love finds a way. Love finds a way. There you go. Well, thanks for coming by, Andy. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself and Nate DeFort with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was drawn by Mark Nishan. Andy Redding was played by Paul Sun Hyung Lee. You can catch Paul on the CBC series Kim's Convenience with Just Wrapped its second season. Here are some free and easy ways you can support us that will have a huge impact on the show. If you're listening in a podcast player, make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. You can follow us on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. If you like this week's episode, tweet about us, Facebook about us, Instagram about us. Hell, if you're still on MySpace, do that too. If you're a big fan of the show and you want all kinds of extra stuff like swag, extra content, and updates on upcoming news and events, you can donate to the show by going to patreon.com forward slash My Neighbors Are Dead. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.